Hey, what's up? It's Tuesday, July 25th. Thanks for tuning in to another week of our podcast. We give you the most honest viewpoints on the week's hottest sports topics. It's a Chasing Points podcast, episode 105. That's 105. I'm Sam Favada. That's Brandon Hayeswood. Welcome. What's up, Hayes? How are you? I'm I'm great, man. Uh, I I'm just still looking at the calendar and can't believe that we're almost in August and the summer is almost over. I'm not happy about that, even though I love fall. But uh, summer is going too quick. But outside of that, Sam, I'm I'm good. I'm good making making yeah. uh, making it all work the best I can. How about yourself? I hear that, man. The uh, just out here getting it done. I, uh, I love fall too, but not at the expense of summer. It's like, let, you yeah. know, let it happen. And I feel like up in the Northeast here, it's just been raining. I mean, hasn't been raining that much lately, but the last six month uh, weeks or so, it's just been, like it's been raining well, all it's the making time. Up for, so it's making it. up for last year. Last year, we yeah. didn't have any rain at all. You remember yeah. the grass, the grass looked all burnt. It actually was all burnt. So I'm sure people that are doing landscaping are absolutely happy this year. My cousin is one of them. And I know he's happy that it's been raining. So uh, shout out to those yeah. that are out there landscaping out in the uh, elements for sure. Yeah. In the sun, in the hot mm-hmm. sun. Mm-hmm. Do a great job. Uh, before we get started, though, follow us on Instagram at Chasing Points Podcast and check us out at ChasingPointsPodcast.com. Leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts if you're so Or I'll kill you. Wow. Yeah. Threats are being put out there. Some of you got to move them fingers and I got to get your your Twitter fingers or what is it called now? X uh, fingers going. So uh need you to do that. Is uh, he changing? He's changing Twitter he's to changing X? It. No, he's, he logo changed the logo to X, X yeah, okay. which is yeah. weird. Um, cool. Yeah, yeah, great. Right. <laughs> awesome. Hey, uh, NFL news. I guess we'll just start here. There's mm-hmm. a there's a lot of news, but nothing that really jumps off the page. I th- uh, in my opinion here, but I, you know, here's a big place to sp- start here. The uh, Daniel Snyder era in Washington and in the National Football League is over. The NFL over the weekend approved the sale of the for now Washington Commanders to a group led by Philadelphia 76ers and New Jersey Devils owner Josh Harris for over six billion dollars magic johnson's also part of that group and they are uh open to a new name and kind of washing their hands of you know the daniel snyder era as i just called it here um so i'd imagine we're we're gonna get a new name out of that but uh in a adjacent news daniel snyder was also fined 60 million dollars by the nfl for uh you know uh the ongoing investigations that have yeah. uh, plagued this front office over the last few years involving uh, misconduct and um, harassment and a uh, bunch of allegations there. So I guess the last, uh, here's $6 billion, but we're going to take a fraction of that there. So Hayes, uh, just you know, off the top here, a new era in Washington. You are uh, an Eagles yeah. fan, but watch yes, from the, the, uh, from the top. From the top rope, you said off the top. From the top rope, elbow drop. From the top rope, Hayes. Let's right go. to Snyder's yes. chrome. Right to his chrome dome. Um, yeah, Mister Naughty Boy is finally gone. Um, it, it's I'm happy as Joe Harris because uh, I know he has a huge connection with Philly, obviously because of the 76ers. He obviously would have loved to Josh Harris. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. But uh, I know he would have 
absolutely love to buy the Eagles, but that is not going to happen because Jeffrey Lurie's never given that up. Uh, but to see him with the Commanders is kind of weird because I know he loves the city of Philadelphia. Uh, also, he's a he's the owner of fan, Fanatics too, if you didn't know as well. Oh but, yeah, uh, that's right. Yeah, he's, so he's got uh, some money. He some money. Yeah, <laughs> uh, a lot of money. And a lot of money. But um, yeah, I, I'm. Dame can come out of hiding now. He can actually come out and say that he's a Commanders fan. Uh, I have three friends that I know. Huh? What's the uh, vibe from your friends that are uh, Washington well, Dame, football fans? As soon as I sent this to Dame, he sent the like the the crying of joy emoji. There you um, go. So I know he's happy. He didn't elaborate more into it, but uh, I, I don't. They got some scar tissue, and I, by some, I mean a lot as a Commanders fan, um, formerly Redskins. Uh, I, I'm, I've said it to some people having chats with them about this, and I was like, this is good. Like, this is good for the Commanders. Like, well, why do you want that? Like, you're in the division. I was like, because I don't want my team just going against a team that they're going to just get two wins automatically like i want them to beat them and not have that like oh well they're a terrible team because they have a terrible owner with a terrible stadium and everything's terrible 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 like i want my team to actually have competition even though they do have a great defense but uh i'm happy this sale is happening sam i mean it, it's yeah. the the owners unanimously <laughs> agreed on it like they were just like yes get this done get him out of here pay him whatever he needs to get paid and let's just have him gone because it's not good for business. So I'm just, I'm happy all in all for the NFL because that team is a storied team. And I think we need to bring that back to see that, that uh, Washington Dallas rivalry, the uh, coming up the turnpike to face the Eagles and the giants. Like we need that back uh, and, and actually mean something. So, yeah, that's a good point. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know an NFL fan that's probably not happy about this, regardless of even if you're arch nemesis, you're a Cowboy fan or a Giants fan, or, I mean, we're ta- you're an Eagles fan, uh, right, in, right down the turnpike, as you just mentioned there. So, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a good day for the, the NFL in that regard. Uh, I'm sure FedEx Field, if not, is going to get a facelift, if not a, you know, bulldoze that thing. I'm sure there's big plans Please. in place. Uh, one request to you, Josh Harris, Magic, whoever. Let's get Sean Taylor a respectable statue. Statue. One more, yeah. uh, just commemorate the guy in a, you know, respectable way. Because I know we talked about it when it when it came out, but the unveiling of that um, monument to him is 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 silly. It's terrible. It's so, terrible. Yeah, uh, uh, unanimous. That, that's good, and I'm sure they'll get right to work. And, uh, you know, the team's the team's starting a rookie quarterback and has a, a, a pretty good defense, and uh, we'll, we'll see. Ron Rivera maybe on the hot seat. Probably was maybe. already on the hot seat. Maybe, yeah. He, he's, he built the hot seat and then sat in it. What are you talking that's about true. maybe? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he – I'm saying it before I'm thinking about it, bro. Yeah. No, I, yeah. I know you were speaking that. You were thinking it out loud and you said it. You really were just like, I don't know, maybe, and didn't really think it through. No, he that, absolutely that is there. Yeah, checks out. Yeah, he absolutely is there. Um, we'll, uh, especially with Sam Howell being like – you're in the hot seat with a rookie, well, technically a second-year quarterback. That's uh, one game. Yeah. yeah, and I know they they have so much 
optimism for him. And I'm not saying that Sam can't be somebody like he looks pretty good, but I, I don't Thank I don't you. know how that's going to pan out. I don't think anybody knows that's going to pan out. We'll, but we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Fifth round pick or so from North Carolina. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we'll see how that works out. Uh, but, yeah, camps opening across the league for a lot of places. I know my Jets opened up over the weekend. I'm sure uh, if the Eagles haven't, they'll, they'll be there soon. But a former Eagle in this regard, hate to see this regardless of who it is. But, um, you know, the Lions spent a fortune and really focused on building up that secondary and that defense after having a really surprising year. And C.J. Gardner-Johnson was carted off the field this morning with, you hate to see this, a non-contact injury. Um, I believe it was to his leg. And mm-hmm. he was, um, you know, reportedly very upset. Jared Goff and other captains went up and um, were, you know, um, consoling him. But hate to see this. And uh, I know a player that you you liked a lot. I liked watching him. I mean, he was on your Eagles team uh, uh, for a, a couple seasons there. Uh, hate to see this, Hayes. Uh, I peruse Twitter a lot, Sam, and as you know, because I'm always on it. I always like to know news for the sports world and then the streetwear world for both podcasts. So I'm I'm on Twitter a lot. That's my downtime. That's where I get my news because I don't watch the news like that. I find all my information out there. Same. So I immediately saw this and uh, I wanted to see what the reaction of not only the NFL fan base in, in totality, but what Eagles fans were thinking because he he did phenomenal for us last year. Uh, I didn't want to see him go. Uh, the The contract that the Eagles offered him, I think, was, was absolutely fair. It was actually above what he got and signed for with the Lions um, after him talking about all the money, which is pretty funny too. Uh, but then throughout this whole offseason, he's been talking – nothing but trash about the Eagles. So I was curious to see what the Eagles fan base would do, because as most people know, uh, you go against them. It's not necessarily the greatest thing, but uh, I saw half and half, Sam. I I saw people saying, well, what he was talking recently, um, I don't really care. Like what, what he does, like he's out of sight, out of mind. Nobody flat out saying like good for him. Cause to your point that you stated at the beginning, nobody's just like, yeah, we hope you get hurt. Like, no, it, it doesn't matter. Like we, we want you to be healthy, right? We trash talk is a part of the game. It's just what it is. Um, but I, I hope he's, he's fine. I hope it's not an ACL, even though that's what it sounds like, or even an Achilles. Uh, but I, I pray that's not the case for him. Cause I mean, that's a whole year that he's going to be out coming off of the momentum that he had last year, even though he was injured last year too, at a, at a vital point. Um, I just hope the best for him. And that's, that's all I can say really for that. Yeah, Achilles would be probably the worst case scenario, right? I mean, it's so especially the position he plays in defensive back, and he's in the slot a lot. He's outside. You know, these receivers are just getting faster and faster, and you mm-hmm. know, that's just such a tough in, uh, injury across any sport to to overcome. I mean, you you tore your Achilles uh, what a year and a half ago or so. I mean, uh, almost two years. Two years. Uh, two years this month, I think it was. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, you would know, but just to, uh, you know, prayers up for him. And hopefully yep. it's I, – I, I read some headlines earlier today that said they were up, the Lions were optimistic. Uh, of course you want to be optimistic, but, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens there. Hopefully, uh, you know, it's it's not as bad as it, as it looks. But those non-contact injuries, those are 
Never Those good. Are ironically, the worst. Um, Never good yeah, for sure. Another, another. Speaking of non-contact injury, this was a weird story, and the news kept trickling out this morning. Uh, Bills running back Naheem Hines, formerly of the Colts, was traded to the Bills during the trade deadline last year. Was injured, um, tore his ACL. Is that is that the right? Uh, maybe I'm mixing up stories. He got hurt. He wasn't moving, but he was in a jet ski, and someone else crashed into him. Yeah, and he's out out for the rest of the year already. Yeah. Um, just hate to see that, uh, you know, especially as camps are opening up and um, another uh, bummer of a bummer of an injury. I, so you got I one off, the other one off. Yeah, I'm going to ask you this because so we've obviously seen what happened to Jason Williams, the basketball player, and with yeah. the motorcycle situation. And he had one of the most promising careers uh, or pair, excuse me, his ceiling for his talent was Mars. Right. And yeah, we never really got to pick. see his career. What, what happened? Number two overall pick. Yeah. 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 We, never, we never got to see his career blossom the way it possibly could have because of that. Uh, you, you seen uh, Jason Pierre Paul, uh, who is a phenomenal uh lineman uh is well known for his his rushing ability fireworks incident blows his fingers off has to get his toes put to his fingers i i just don't understand as i understand you want to have fun especially because you're making millions of dollars i i do understand that that you want to have fun but there's so many other things that you can do that are fun save that jet ski trip or pay somebody to do fireworks for you or buy that motorcycle once your career is done. You have enough. It also goes to the point of those that are out here that are celebrities, and we're talking about athletes more specifically on this podcast, that are getting caught uh, while under the influence driving their car. You have multi-million dollars. You mean to tell me that you can't order an Uber XL or order a private service? I just don't understand it. Stop putting your money at risk. It doesn't make sense that's, that's for you. It Stop putting your money at risk. You're, you're jeopardizing your future for an hour to three hours of fun, right? Just giving a nice little window. For an hour to three hours of fun, you're, you're jeopardizing your career and you're jeopardizing your family's future for something like that. I, I just hope people are smarter. Obviously I know it's, it's nobody goes out there with the intention of getting hurt. He went out there to have fun, which he rightfully should uh, cause life is short, but come on, man, just, just come on. Yeah. Because I know in contracts they have that, litigation that basically if you do something like this it could void your contract void your insurance essentially your coverage with them and then you're asked out again so just just be smart is really what i'm saying yeah, and i wish him this- the best oh yeah of course um and here's a guy who is a mid-round pick uh kind of a receiving back not mm-hmm. even a you know three down back and we we talked about extensively last week about the running back market you know could this this could jeopardize a guy like Naeem Hines from getting that one last payday, especially in a league where economically the the contracts aren't guaranteed, right? So yeah, I know Drew, Drew Brees fit, you know wasn't Drew allowed Brees. to drive a 
motorcycle or something and he was he was promoting those what's those like car things where there's like two wheels in the front and one in the back and it was like he couldn't even yeah he couldn't even get in it Mm. to do the commercials so it's like one of those things where you know there's a lot of clauses like this but i mean we're so close to to training camp i mean we've seen players get out of the bathtub and break their toe or Josh Donaldson cut his hand open, putting together something for his daughter. I mean, freak accidents happen, but I would, if I was an athlete, I would probably be in a bubble from like mini camp to training camp just to, just to, you know, protect uh, protect the I'm bubble Bubble boy 100%. If you've never seen a movie, you don't know the reference, just look up the cover. I will literally walk around in a bubble or just get teleported there or something like that. Like, I'm not, no. I'm not messing up the bag whatsoever. So I, I just, yeah, I, I pray that uh, he's all right. I've never seen Bubble Boy. It's, it's cheesy. I remember the Seinfeld episode, Bubble Boy. That was a great one. Well, the movie anyway. Bubble Boy is cheesy. Um, it's, uh, I forgot, I think it's one of the dudes that played Spider-Man. I'm, I got to remember who exactly it was. But, um, yeah, it, it, needless to say, right. I would just not do much, period. To, to yeah. get myself in any predicament. Yeah. And a, another point, I know it's not on the rundown here, but Vikings rookie Jordan Addison was, uh, was he arrested or he was ticketed for going 140 in like a 50 mile per hour zone. And yeah. then the report came out today that he, his dog had an emergency and he was trying to get him to, you know, a vet or an ER for dogs, you know, um, animals or AKA. whatever, but still man. AKA don't judge, don't judge people till you know the story, um, the full story, because I'll tell you right now, if my pup behind me is going to a situation, I don't know what's going on. Let's just say it happened right now. Knock on wood. I'm literally leaving this podcast and it's going to keep running until I get back because obviously I'd be gone and I'm, I'm passing every light while trying to be safe, of course, but to take care of him or take care of a family member, like I don't care what the speed limit is like I'm getting there. You can give me whatever ticket it is after, but I want to make sure my loved one's okay. And I'm going to make sure that even though I'm doing those speeds, I'm going to be as cautious as I possibly can. With all that being said, uh, don't just go out there speeding. I'm not promoting that whatsoever. It's a dire situation, dire situation. Sometimes call for dire measures. So uh, I'll do that. And in, and it was Jake Gyllenhaal. So I was right. Spider-Man. It was Jake Gyllenhaal is bubble boy. So he yeah. was not Spider-Man, but he was in Spider-Man. He Good was, style. yeah, he was in Spider-Man. Yes, correct. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So you shouldn't be going 140 miles an hour on a like normal road. I mean, we've seen tragic, I mean, just in the NFL, another young wide receiver, but I mean that you're drinking, he was drinking and, and driving and, and going ridiculously fast. I've been in situations where I've had to drive family urgently to a hospital or my wife's water broke or whatever it is like, but you gotta just, go. don't be an idiot, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, be, be safe about it. But you know, you know, who am I? Uh, for a second, Jake Gyllenhaal was a Spider-Man. That was, I can't believe I said that is I I'm ashamed. Well, he wasn't, he was Mark in man. the Spider-Man. No, he was in it. He was, he was Mysterio. Morbius, right? He was Mysterio. Mysterio but, yeah. Um, Mysterio. I, I slipped up. I'm sorry to my Marvel friends and family on here. Yeah, the MCU's MCU Twitter is coming after us. 
Yeah. Well, yeah I, I, I hey, know there's going to be an X next to it, and I'll be confused at first when I see the tweet or whatever it is now. Have you been threading, Hayes? No. Are you on the threads? Every time I hear the term threading, I just think of the little shop in any mall that you go the to. Mall, the eyebrows. <laughs> That's all I think of. Like, yeah. All right. Cool. Great. No, I haven't done it yet, but I'll I'll look into it a little bit more. We'll see how I feel. I, if anything, I'll do it for for this. I don't know if I'll have it for myself personally, but we'll see. I set one up for the podcast, but I I think I only messaged did a couple threads, if you will, but. It's a work in progress. Hey, speaking of work in progress, as we mentioned, the preseason is just around the corner in the NFL. And Brandon, you are back for another year of your rankings, the NFL teams. And since there's really nothing to rank, we're going preseason rankings. So this is your top five teams headed into the preseason with rosters as of today, all the moves and and whatnot. So here, here we are. The coveted moment you unveil your preseason top five number yeah. five man lay it play it on us let's go number five is the bills i know last year uh they were a consensus favorite to get to the super bowl and win it we saw how that turned out um I, it's all going to depend on that uh digs allen connection uh what is happening in uh up there in buffalo it seemed like a team that once was ready to to really, really challenge the Chiefs, and now I don't know if they really are able to. I really feel that the number three team, which I'll get to in a second, is really the true contender uh, for the AFC to get to the Super Bowl moving forward. So there's that. Uh, number four is the Niners. The Niners kept everything that they had. It's going to be uh, a actual full offseason for Christian McCaffrey with the Niners offense. As you obviously know, the end of the year was traded to the Niners, so he just was plugged in at that point in time to play. Now they're going to actually have a full offseason to game plan with him and him getting acclimated uh, with the team or acclimated with the team. Um, but the, the crazy part to me also about this is that they still don't – we don't know who their quarterback is outside of Sam Darnold and who's the other uh, – Trey Lance, right? It's going to be between those two of, of who's Brock starting Purdy. the season. Um, Brock Purdy? Is Brock Purdy? Is he, is he going to be healthy for the – Well, that's – well, he's not – apparently that's what the, the trajectory is. He's not going to be ready. So it's out of Sam Darnold and Trey Lance to start the season unless he – you know how modern med- modern medicine is nowadays. He could potentially be ready to go. We don't know. Uh, but even if he is ready to go, is it the right move to put him out there? You know, yeah. after coming directly off that. So that's the only weak spot, I feel. And, and just saying that alone, they still made it almost to the Super Bowl with having really no quarterback, right? So I, I, they didn't lose anything. I think they could be right back there. The number three team, Bengals, as I said, I think they are – uh, moons ahead of the Bills. Yes, I said moons ahead of the Bills uh, because of their offense. The confidence that I have in Joe Burrow, uh, as Dane would say, Thorough Burrow, it's, it's Sam's guy. Uh, too many of my friends that have knowledge about this man, including myself, know what he he does. And uh, I think just that beef between them and the Chiefs is just going to be great uh, for years to come. It's it's essentially uh, Tom and, and Peyton. Uh, but in this generation with two way more athletic quarterbacks. Uh, Number two, uh, my boys, the Eagles. Yes, there was changes at uh, the defensive coach. 
uh, offensive coach as they both uh, with their success were able to get uh, head coaching positions. Uh, also losing a lot of good people, uh, signing signing Sue, sign uh, uh, Lindell Joseph for a one year deal, um, basically like a couple months deal, <laughs> really what it was uh, to shore up that that D line. But they did get younger in the draft. Thank you, Carson Wentz. Um, they they allowed and were moving and, and how he's done what he's had to do to try to revamp that line. Uh, so it's I give them number two because they finished second and they kept most of their vital pieces intact. But they're it's a new team and they have younger players and they don't have uh, the the time in like some of the veterans had that were on the team last year. So I'm intrigued to see what they have, but with Jalen leading a, a, a man amongst men, I, I, they can do pretty much anything they want to with him uh, under center. But number one, with arguably the best quarterback to ever grace the football field, it's crazy that we're saying that, and he's not even halfway through his career, I would say, at this point. Um, Patrick Mahomes leading the Chiefs. Uh, we did, I didn't think last year that they were going to get to the Super Bowl. I knew they were going to be deep in the playoffs because with him and Kelsey alone, uh, they can do a lot in that defense, which is super underrated. Uh, they continue to do what they have to do. But with that, that wide receiving core, I was, I was super skeptical. And then they went and won a super bowl. <laughs> it's my team. So, uh, I, I no longer, he gets the treatment that Brady got. Um, I no longer doubt him. Not that I really did. Uh, but I think he can do a lot to get his team back to where they were again. And they've consistently been in that championship game. So I don't see that changing at all. Uh, if anything, they are just going to keep improving and uh, we'll see. But this is also the first year that he doesn't have the enemy. So I'm curious to see yeah. how that works too, to see if it really is, was it really Mahomes and, and Andy, or was it the enemy? I think we're, we'll finally get, I guess, kind of an answer this year so curious to see so yeah, yeah stop the eagles too with the uh the changes at offense and defense coordinators as you mentioned too we'll you'll see how that you know impacts the team especially early offensively on. offensively i don't think it's going to be too bad because uh brian johnson is he's known jalen for years his dad okay. used to coach him he's been very very close with him so he's known him and knows jalen very very well so i think from that aspect it'll be all right um, Sean Desai, who is a disciple of Vic Fangio and comes from that un uh, under that umbrella, and whatnot. I think he has all the right tools, but I'm just curious to see because he comes from the Legion of Boom, Seattle area, like that that type of thing. So it's going to be a different way to look at a team. So that's the those are the kind of concerns that I have. So it it'll be interesting. You know, there's always changes like that. Those are the more underrated changes we talk about players, but it's always the coaches to me in that aspect. So. Yeah, that's the top five for preseason. There we go. Bills, Niners, Bengals, Eagles, and your champion Chiefs at number one there. So something to uh, look forward to week to week. Brandon will give you those uh, rankings once the uh, the season starts off. And, of course, we are already planning a, a huge NFL preview to start the season. Um, and I think, what is it, the 7th of September is opening night. It's, you know, be here before we know it. As uh, a former Jets player said, can't wait, um, especially because I can't wait to see how this NFL ticket looks on uh, YouTube TV. So looking forward to that. Yeah, 
and I'm looking mm-hmm. forward to watching all the games with you. I did not get the ticket yet. I know there was a early access or whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh, I took advantage of it. Hundred dollars off? Why not? Thank yeah, you. Yeah, why not? You have YouTube TV too, so there you go. Yep, exactly. Hey, uh, changing gears here. The uh, MLB trading deadline is fast approaching. It's uh, Tuesday, August first, so next Tuesday here. A lot, you know, we talked about a little bit, especially with our Yankees. What would we do if we were the Yankees? Would we go after Otani, Soto? We named Nolan Arenado, Cody Bellinger, some other names. As of uh, a name that is just like in every report, and of course, makes total sense. Shohei Otani. What are the Angels going to do? They've been under five hundred with Otani his whole career, pretty much. Mm -hmm. You know, to end every season. And also you have Mike Trout there too. Uh, but as of Monday, so t- it's Monday night as we're recording, but as of today, the Angels are in third place in the West. They're 51-49. and 49. That's eight games back of the first place Rangers, and the Astros are second. And they're four games out of a wild card spot. Mike Trout had hand surgery. He's probably out at least another month. Otani having another stellar year. He's on pace for 60 home runs. You know, he's... Uh, you know, not as lights out of a pitcher as he, he's been, but he's been dealing with a blister problem. He's on his way to another MVP, uh, you know, especially with Corey Seager getting hurt now. I don't know if it's close with anyone else. If you were the GM of the Angels, Brandon, what are you doing at the trade deadline with Shohei Otani? So uh, my my preliminary answer is blow this team the hell up. That's number one. But I, I have a question that is going to make me either sway my my initial decision or not. Uh, didn't the Angels just sell recently? Am I thinking about that correctly? Yeah, I think they um, they put it up for sale, or there was something okay. going on. Okay, so we talked about it. I think the pot at one point. Yeah, I think that's the first issue. If they didn't sell, they're in the they're in limbo right now of trying to sell and find a suitor or whatever the case may be. Uh, I think that's the number one issue, right? Because whoever is going to be here next, they're not going to want to buy the team if the Angels trade away Trout and Otani before the team, the new ownership comes in, right? That's that would be what I'm thinking. Uh, so Sam's looking it up right now to see if that is accurate. Yeah, um, article from the LA Times in January. Uh, the Angels are no longer for sale. Artie Moreno will remain the owner. He okay, walked so from a four point one billion. Yeah, it looks. Uh, I'm reading something else. Yeah, he uh, he's still he's keeping ownership with Angels. Yeah, they're not. For- okay, so so if that's the case, because it, it sounds like they're just running this team into the ground, and if he's he's flirting with the idea of potentially having suitors buy uh, the team. I don't think this team is really going to be, or or the ownership is going to really be invested. I also don't think they've been invested for years. Um, you you have Trout, who has been arguably the best player uh, and and voted the best player in baseball for what the past like twenty eleven. Yeah, since twenty eleven. First off, this man, even though he's such a talent, can never stay healthy. I don't remember the last time he had a full season that he played all games and was healthy. I can't stay healthy. You then draft, or you didn't uh, bring Otani in from Japan, 
he pans out to be what he is right now, which is if he were to stop his career right now, one of the greatest baseball players to ever play with what he's just done talent wise. So you have these two of the most talented players to ever grace a baseball field on the same team. And you cannot even compete in your own division or in baseball at all. Blow it up. And what I mean by blow it up, I'm talking about get back the most historical package that you could possibly get. Because what it seems to me, Sam, and I don't pay attention to him much, but I, I have seen the the moves that they've kind of done patchwork, essentially like gone, gone and got some pieces to put in here to kind of help and not really do anything. I don't know about their farm system. You can tell me more about this. This is your your avenue. So I, I, I will leave that to you to share with me and the people. But I don't feel that they, they have a strong enough farm system. And I feel that if trading Trout and Otani, you can get so much back and then set your team up for the future based off just those two guys. And you can then manage money and almost play type of a, a money ball type situation while you figure out if you're going to sell the team or whatnot. But currently as constructed, uh, it needs to be deconstructed. That's how I feel about yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, for sure. I mean, we've we've talked at length about this that you've, you know, Mike Trout's been to the playoffs once, and he they were swept by um, whoever they were swept by, like once. He's played mm-hmm. three playoff games in his career. That's why the WBC was such a big deal for him. He doesn't know what mm-hmm. this kind of atmosphere is. Um, the team has tried, I guess. I mean, you signed Josh Hamilton to a ton of money. Didn't you know he's clearly had a long history of problems and that unfortunately showed its hand and um, he's not in the league but such a wasted talent there uh, you pry away Albert Pujols from the Cardinals spent a fortune uh, you know when Cole went to the Yankees and Strasburg went to the Nationals you spent a fortune on Anthony Rendon hurt again I think he just had a setback and on his rehab again um, and is nowhere near the player that he was when he was in Washington. He has not been that player for the Angels. So they've yeah. tried. Pitching has yeah. been a um, pitching has been a problem for him. Uh, but but you're right. Mm-hmm. It's it's just been a long cycle of just not uh, not getting it done. And Juan Soto, when he was traded last year, and remember we talked about it, they basically took every top prospect in the Padre system, which is is still a very deep system but was extremely deep at the time. Mackenzie Gore, James Wood, uh, C.J. Abrams, who's starting to starting to really hit over there. Robert Hassel, there's a couple other guys. They took like four top 10 prospects, and I would expect to do that. And I know you're close, but you, I, and, you know, the, obviously the team would know this better than I do. I don't watch that many Angel games. I just saw them sweep the Yankees, mm-hmm. but if... <laughs> You really have to sit there and be realistic. I don't want to be. I don't want to be like, yeah, we have no chance, so let's just pack it in. And I know players don't think that, but from a business of standpoint, first off, I'm surprised that the conversation isn't like we want to keep Otani. Look, you keep hearing all these other names, and it might just be to drive the price up, right? The Dodgers are involved, the Yankees, yeah. Padres, these big these teams that will. spend money and not even think twice about it Uh, Mm -hmm. but there's been no talks about keeping them 
And I said last week, if I were the Yankees, if I couldn't assure that he was going to stay here, I'm not giving them Dominguez and Trey Sweeney and Peraza or Volpe or whoever else they wanted without, you know, this team's not that good. And I think you just have to look at it like, are the Angels really going to do anything if they get into the playoffs? And I think the answer is no. So I think there's a team that is willing to part with, you know, probably the biggest haul in baseball history. You got to, you got to entertain it. And I think that's at the point now what they're doing. Um, But this Angels farm system is not very good. So. Love that. Yeah. So, so also love this. Sam's power ranking. Your time to give the people what's going on. This is the only time I really know about baseball is when Sam gives me his power ranking. So Sam, the floor is all of yours. MLB Power Pipeline, by the way, ranks the Angels at the 28th uh, farm system in baseball. There's 30 teams in baseball. So put do that. <laughs> that's that's uh, enough. Yeah, there you go. Yep. So power rankings. Uh, didn't do them last week because we, we kind of did some midseason awards here. But number five, we're back here. We're doing it. LA Dodgers, 57 and 41. You know, they're... They're out there doing Dodger things. I'm, I'm sure they're going to look and get some pitching. I think all of these teams really I'm about to talk about could all use some pitching. I mean, any team good enough to be top five in baseball could always use some more pitching there. So, you know, constant there. They got Mookie playing everywhere. Freddie Freeman, look up his July numbers, his June numbers. He's on fire. What an investment for for the Dodgers and uh, getting Freddie Freeman there. Texas Rangers, I just mentioned it. Corey Seager got hurt again. He's always hurt, but he was having an MVP year. They're 59 and 41. They have been stumbling a little bit. We've talked about it, uh, but they've they've gotten some good pitching and performances from guys like Nathan Avaldi and uh, Dane Dunning, and they'll look to keep it going. And currently, right in the mix there, uh, as I mentioned earlier, they're in first place of the West. Did not see that coming when the year started there, but a testament to you know. World Series winning manager Bruce Bochy and what he's doing there without Jacob DeGrom. Number three, Tampa Bay Rays. They're sliding haze. They're, uh, they've lost a, uh, they've lost a lot of games recently. Uh, they don't even have the... Did they lose anybody important, like injury-wise? Shane McClanahan, who could have, you know, you can make the case he's going to win the Cy Young this year. He just came back from, mm-hmm. from the aisle. It was a short stint, but they got him back. Uh, okay. They also have a ton of prospects in the minors. You know, they could be a dark horse to try to go after Otani. No chance they keep him. The guy's worth more than what that franchise is probably worth. So I don't see that happening. Yeah, you get you get Otani. They get Otani. They literally have to come. They have to give Otani and say, hey, listen, we're going to put you right in a brand new stadium <laughs> right away. Like, you you come over, this is it. We already have the stadium built with you. Your face is going to be you imagine? We can't That's give it. you more than $40 million a year, but we'll give you equity in the team. Here, you own Tropicana yeah, Field yeah. now. Here you go. Yeah, Just have yep, it. Yep. Yep. There you go. Interesting to watch. I, I but the Rays, they're pesky. Uh, you, you, I mean, we know it. They kept me up at night for a long time. Uh, so they're always in the mix there. Baltimore Orioles uh, also have 61 wins, but they have le- uh, four less losses in the race here. They're in first place in the AL East. So to think about it, man, you know, <laughs> we're talking about the Rangers and the Orioles, both in first place of those tough divisions. And it's just here we are, and they keep calling up their kids. Uh, you know, best pitch prospect in baseball he hasn't fared that well this year, but Grayson 
Rodriguez is up now for the Orioles. Uh, you know, we've chronicled all the other players. We saw Adley Rushman in the home run derby. Uh, just really good team, and I'd, I'd imagine they're going to look to get some starting pitching to just uh, beef up that rotation that's performing well, uh, despite no marquee names in it. And number one for the last couple weeks, the Braves, 64 and 34. They're getting Max Freed back and, um, you know, some other pitching too. Uh, Spencer Strider is one of the has the most strikeouts in the league. He's one of one of the best. Could have won Rookie of the Year last year. Oh yeah, and of course we've well documented. We've talked about our love for Ronald Acuna Jr. and the pace that he's on this year. He just will not stop uh, getting on base and stealing bases. So that's my uh, top five for uh, for this week as of Monday night. The Dodgers, Rangers, Rays, Orioles, and at number one again the Braves. So. That's it. Is before we transition into some yeah. basketball, uh, do you think that the Rays and the Orioles will represent uh, the AL in the championship game? Is it trending that way? Do you feel that way, or you think there's going to be another team? Because I feel like the Orioles are kind of lock in my mind at this point. Obviously, you have to play the games, but if I'm choosing a team to rep one one of the two teams in the conference championship. I'm, I have the Orioles, but I can see the Rays being on yeah, the team. Yeah, totally, because we've seen it happen. We saw it with the Nationals a couple of years ago, right, winning the World Series. Then at Memorial Day, they had, like, the worst record in baseball, and they just went on this great tear. I mean, they didn't tear, have Bryce Harper, yeah. but they had Juan Soto mm-hmm. having a great year in Strasburg, and um, was Scherzer was he on that team? I remember, but um, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. But anyway... And then uh, the the Braves a couple of years ago get into the World Series. They did it without Ronald Acuna, and they weren't doing well in the middle of the year. And they made some additions like Jack Peterson, Jorge Soler, and they just caught fire at the right time. Charlie Morton's like pitching with like a broken leg or whatever. Remember that in the World Series? Like he's, you know, the the team's been there. The those are the teams you got to be worried of. I'm almost more worried of the teams that haven't been there. You know the hungry, the hungrier ones, if you will. Not that any yep. team isn't hungry to win a World yep. Series. Uh, yeah, but your point is the teams that haven't been having sniffed the playoffs and now have an opportunity, like they're hungrier than all these other teams. And the Orioles are one yeah, of those teams about, for sure. Real quick to wrap it up because I know we're we're going a little long, but how excited we were at the beginning of the year to get Volpe up as Yankee fans to have Peraza up now. Uh, you know, some of the other younger players, and the, they haven't really panned out yet. Dominguez is probably a year away. Everson Peraza could probably be here soon. Like, as a Yankee fan and knowing a lot about the minor leagues, like, I'm really excited. Saw through, you know, I am through as well. Thorpe, I yeah. saw at the, the Hudson Valley Renegade, just struck out like 13 on Saturday night, one of our uh, pitching prospects. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's exciting. Imagine being the Orioles, and they've sucked for what, a decade? And then you get the first pick in the draft. You get Adley Rushman. He's transformed the pitching staff as a catcher. And you get all these other guys that are calling up. It's It's got to feel pretty good to be an Oriole fan right now. So why not ride that momentum, right? Sure does. Just not happy that Aaron Hicks just to, gets to benefit from this. But that's a whole other thing. Um, NBA, Michael Jordan. Michael, Michael Jordan, y'all. Um, sells the Hornets, reportedly. And it has been approved by the NBA's Board of Governors. Uh, so the NBA Board of Governors approved Jordan's sale of the franchise to a group led by businessman Rick 
Channel, I guess that's how you say his name, and Gabe Plotkin. Uh, according to ESPN's uh, Adrian Wojnarowski, uh, both Channel and Plotkin, Plotkin can't even speak, uh, reportedly purchased the team at $3 billion. $3 billion. It's so crazy hearing these billions of dollars, Sam, that these 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 teams are selling for, but uh, that's the, the value of it. The sale will be completed sometime in the next couple of weeks. Uh, when Jordan purchased this team 13 years ago, he paid $275 million, and that was back in 2010. So purchase for $275 million, selling for $3 billion. Uh, that's, that's what you talk about your asset appreciating. <laughs> that is so wild. And yet, and still they never did anything during that whole time that Jordan was there. Even with him being on the team, they still never did anything. So Sam, I ask you this because I'm, I'm curious, just, just a couple things. Cause I know it's just rumored and people talk about it, even though I, I don't really correlate to, do you, do you, feel that this taints Jordan's career and what do you think this does for the Hornets moving forward? I mean, that you can't, can only go up, right? Um, I, there's always kind of that asterisk as with Michael Jordan, because like he failed, uh, when he owned or was running the wizards too, you know, that didn't work out. I mean, I know his, his, playing career with the Wizards, you know, at 40 years old, he still, you know, didn't miss a game. He was, you know, you know, an older Michael Jordan, but from the business end, it's, it's, it's so ironic though, because everything he touches turns to gold. I mean, his invest, what, isn't that what he gets paid from Nike, like $200 million a year, just on, on his piece, he gets like 5% of Jordan brand or something like that. (laughs) Like, so it's, it's just funny to see, that you know he had the success that he's had on the court or in the conference rooms didn't really translate on the court at least. I mean, you could say he's successful. He's making a, you know, I, I don't know how much of the the Hornets he owns, but that's a hell of a markup, right? Like a two point, you know, two five billion dollars in a, just an increase there. Yeah. So did he win? Yeah. Just wasn't a good general manager. Yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, when you yeah. when you you draft guys like Michael Kidd Gilchrist and Marvin Williams and stuff like that, it's just not it doesn't work out. But you know, I'm, but no. you know who's who's coming to Charlotte? So you get a guy like Lamelo, and you hope that Brandon Miller. You know, he looked great in the handful of summer league games he was in, and I know you're really high on him. I I like him mm-hmm. a lot. Hopefully, he can you know be on that trajectory that everyone thinks he could be on, but you know, I guess, yeah, there's anywhere to go, but up, but I've, I've never really thought he was a good, uh, NBA personnel guy, but you know, again, what do I know? I'm he's worth billions. (laughs) Well, I mean, it, it doesn't, it's kind of like, uh, using him as a prime example, it's kind of like, they're not one and the same, but you'll understand what I'm saying with this, but, He's Michael Jordan. He's considered to be the greatest basketball player of all time. To me, he is, right? He's had he has Marcus Jordan, who's his son. Doesn't mean that his yeah. skills translated to him, right? And then it just it just works out that way. It's just because Jordan was a a savant on the basketball court doesn't mean that he's going to be 
a great owner or GM and be able to make the right moves. It doesn't translate like that, um, which is why it's it's so scary at times. Like I, I know a lot of Yankees fans, and just follow me when I'm saying this. I know a lot of Yankees fans would love for Derek Jeter to like fully be a part of like the decision making with the Yankees and and doing all that. But that's a different career from what he's doing playing on the field. Like that's he he can control that because he's playing, right? You can't control what a prospect is going to do, what effort they're going to put in, and landing on the right thing. And then the fan base at times can turn around and end up hating that person because of the moves that they make that they have to do. So yeah, Georgetown fires uh, Patrick Ewing. I mean, look at Wayne Gretzky as a head coach for the uh, the now Arizona Coyotes. It was bad. Like just because you are a legendary, uh, terrible, legendary athlete, and we we've seen a lot, doesn't always translate. And then you have guys like I've never heard of, like minor league players, and then turns in the managers, and they they have some pretty successful careers. And then you come to find out later they played on a random team, you know, twenty years ago or something like that. Um, so it's interesting yeah. how that works. But I equate like Jordan's. It, it's not a direct comparison. But Jordan is the greatest in the same way I think Jay-Z is the greatest because the impact on just everything involved with him and how the culture changed and how, I mean, Jordan brought, I mean, there was bird and magic, but like the way that basketball was transformed and um, that Jordan did that, uh, obviously culturally, and you would know more than me, but his is Jordan and, and Nike synonymous and same thing with Jay-Z. You know, like he's not the greatest. I mean, but Michael, I still think Michael Jordan is the best basketball player of all time, but you can make a case. Jay-Z is not the best rapper of all time, but I think the whole, when you put in the whole package, he's far and away the best rapper of all time. Yeah. What he's, what he's done yeah. for the game in general. Like it's, it's how you look at it because, because there'd be a lot of people that will argue uh, LeBron for Jordan and then Drake for Jay Z, and it's just like, well, who's really moved the needle for the for the culture? Who's really changed everything? Like it's kind of easy at times for people to come in after, right? But then there's other things that you can argue because then you can say LeBron is way more athletic than Jordan, which I wouldn't argue no, with you at all. He is one lab. of the most athletic yeah. people that we've ever yeah. seen. 100%. Period. Exactly. Like so. So it just it, it really depends on what you're arguing and if you're up for argument, right? That in general, I don't really care to, I like what I like and it's fine to have that. It's I, I I'll say this, Sam, before we go to the next thing, uh, Tyler, the creator said something about, uh, asking people, you know, who's your favorite artist of all time. And people saying like, you know, younger kids like are 13 now, like, Oh, like I, I love, uh, Biggie's ready to die. And then, uh, enter the woo from Wu Tang. And he's just like, you weren't even alive when that happened. Like, who do you like? Like, you know what I mean? Like it's, and people choose it just because the masses say that this is who it is. I've never watched. I didn't get an opportunity to sit down and watch pistol Pete like that. Right. I've seen some highlight highlights of it, but I've been told pistol Pete is great, but I'm never going to put pistol Pete ahead of Steve Nash. Right. I'm not going to, yeah. I'm not going to take uh, a, a bill Russell, even though there's, he, I didn't see him. I've seen highlights. I've never watched him play, and I've seen who he's played against, right? I've watched Jordan play, right? I've watched LeBron. I've watched Kobe. Like, I've seen these guys, so they're the greatest to me because I've seen that with my own eyes. 
Go with what your own eyes say. That's what you feel it is. That's what you feel it is. And rant. Nice one. It's an heiress thing. It's totally Ooh, an heiress thing. You. I think uh, I think anyone coming out of a bullpen yeah. right now would have a really good chance of um, striking out Babe Ruth. I know some, some pitchers have. I know yes. we talked about this over <laughs> yes. the weekend too, but like the Babe Ruth's never. I don't know how fast they threw in the twenties, but it wasn't one hundred and one miles an hour. I'd like you. I'd like to see him hit a hundred green fastball. It can, he could probably get. <laughs> <laughs> After some reps do it, it's an eras thing. He was by far the best player a hundred years yeah. ago, and I will, and I will, con- I consider him in the pantheon of great players. But the game is different. LeBron would have yes. ran circles around everyone in the sixties. Just bit. You, you also got to think Babe Ruth was playing against uh, yeah. a bunch of drunks <laughs> that were former war veterans and stuff like that that are just sitting there and they're going through their own stuff like they're they're doing this because this is a check or whatever like it wasn't multi-millions it wasn't uh uh the whole dominican culture which we know that they've created many of greats coming from there right uh there was barely any black people playing like it's like there's so so many different things that were going on like you now this generation that is seeing athletes from different walks of life that have different upbringings, different hunger, different play styles. Like this generation is seeing the most talent, right? And then when we get 10 years, 20 years from now, Sam, that generation is going to be probably more talented than this one because they're going to watch what they did they're, and they're just going to keep evolving. So that's how it is. That's what we do as humans. We evolve. That is a science lesson. Combat corner, Sam. Yes, I altered it from UFC corner We're to combat corner because we don't just have ufc this weekend and we, we are evolving see what we did there uh so ufc 291 i don't know what you guys are doing this weekend but you should watch it because it is going to be a phenomenal card uh jan Bohovic, uh alex Pereira is the co-main but the main event which if you don't know who alex Pereira is uh, he beat Israel Adesanya twice, and Israel just beat him in their last bout in their third uh, matchup. So he is a phenomenal fighter. Jan Bohovic is is a monster. So that's the co-main crazy. I didn't even talk about the prelims. I just went straight to the co-main because the main event, Poirier and Gaethje, two. Uh, these are two of the – how can I say? They're the two of the scrappiest fighters and UFC right now, and MMA in general right now. It reminds me of Stefan Bonner and Forrest Griffin, of what they used to do when they used to fight each other. It's absolutely going to be a bloodbath. And this is for, it's a main event, it's a lightweight bout, it's for the BMF title. Um, Bad mother, you can figure the rest out. Uh, But it is going to be such, such, such an interesting fight. This, This card is so good. Uh, it's got former champs <laughs> on the prelims. Uh, the the undercard is so good. Sam, I'm just telling you right now, watch it. Uh, I I have I don't know how I got so into this, to go but to. um, I feel like every every no uh, no 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 no. I I do have prior obligations, but I'm gonna try to push it to earlier in the night because uh, there's also a a boxing match. Uh, that happens that night too, which I'm going to get to, but it's going to be one of the best matches that 
has happened in the past 10 years. I obviously don't know the outcome, but the two names in it, it's finally we're getting fights that we want to see, and these two are at the top of the top. So I'll, I'll let that bubble for a second. Uh, but when you hear this pod, uh, it will probably be too late when you hear it uh, because this pod will come out at 5 o'clock. There is a fight on Tuesday at 4.35 a.m. It would be on ESPN Plus, and it's with it's a fight on paper that is going to be considered one of the best fights of the year uh, and one of the best fights in boxing in the past few years. Um, uh, Naowa Enua is his first is his name, a Japanese boxer. He is 24 and 0 with 21 KOs is fighting Stefan Fulton uh, in a junior featherweight bout. Fulton is the champion. Um, Naowa is stepping up to fight him. Uh, Fulton's record is 21 and 0, and he has eight KOs. Both, both have explosive hands. <laughs> both can can end the fight very, very quickly. This is going to be, as Jr. would say, a slobber knocker. Uh, this will be something you should watch if you can. It's just going to be really, really weird for people to try to watch this. And like I said, by the point, by the time you guys hear this, it will already, I mean, you'll be able to see the main, but uh, 4.35 in the morning on a Tuesday, I don't know how many people are really going to be watching this, especially because it's taking place in Japan. So uh, if you have an opportunity to watch it, by all means, do it or record it or do however you can do it. Um, But for those that are listening that are in stateside, the fight that you absolutely should be watching this weekend is Errol Spence and Terrence Crofts. I will repeat again, the fight you should be watching this weekend is Errol Spence and Terrence Crawford. Uh, For the welterweight championship, it is on Saturday at 8 p.m. on Showtime pay-per-view. Errol Spence is 28-0 with 22 KOs. Um, He puts up his IBF and WBA and WBC belts at stake um, against WBO champion Terrence Crawford, who is 39-0 with wow. 30 KOs. <laughs> okay. Terrence Crawford is, I don't know if you've ever watched it by your face, Sam. I'm just going to assume you've never watched him actually fight. I will tell you right now, Terrence Crawford is an absolute monster, and that's who I'm going for. I know Spence. But Arrow yeah. Spence is no slouch, yeah. as you can you, you see what's going on here at all. So uh, this bout is going to be absolutely great. This is one of the reasons why I'm going to try to get home early er, uh, from the little outing that I have. But uh, I will definitely be glued for that main event. And I, if you are an old fan of boxing, you're Sam and I's age, and you watched, uh, you know, the prime of boxing uh, of the heavyweight era. This is not heavyweight, but they're gonna box like they are. And I 100% recommend you watching it. Whew, that was a lot, Sam. Uh, your I'll thoughts on all that? Try my best to yeah. watch. I don't know if I'm gonna be up at 5 a.m. on uh, tomorrow morning, but. Sounds cool. That's normally my time to wake up to go to the gym. So I just might just wake up just to sit here on my couch and watch it. I might feel like a degenerate to wake up at five in the morning just to sit there and watch boxing, but it's well worth that. So I think there's more degenerate like things you could be doing. I don't think that really ranks on the meter there. Yeah. To me, to me, it is. It is. I could be doing a lot better well, things at 5 a.m. Report back. Let us know what that. we missed. 
I'll try my best. <laughs> I no promises. Hey, no uh, promises. anything happen this weekend in the sports world, Hayes? I hate when Sam does this because he knows something happened and it's messy, 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 and it's really messy. I'm not saying Sam is messy, but I'm talking about Messi, the footballer. Um, yeah, Messi's first game went Inter Miami. This it it was a star-studded event. You had Kim K there, you had LeBron there embracing him. Uh, down uh, on the by the sideline, basically came over, and gave him a hug, and chatted with him briefly. Uh, then he came in and literally came in and won the game on a free kick. Now, <laughs> to be fair, and out of and I, I all due respect, this is Messi, who just came off of winning a World Cup and one of the greatest games playing with Argentina and then playing for PSG for like the past five years coming to play in MLS. Um, I feel like Sam, that would be like if LeBron came and played at a pickup game that we had right now at some place that I would expect him to hit the game winner. (laughs) I would expect him to put up like 80 points on us. And kind of just like walk off like, yeah, it's nothing. Now, I'm not saying I mean, it's he's easy. not playing a pickup game. I'm not saying it's at easy at all. Jim, uh, it's got to give that. You got to give the guys in the no, MLS a little more. No, little no. More. I'm, I'm not because I'm talking about one of the greatest footballers like ever. I'm not just GD talking about like somebody and, that just you know, came over. It's like if LeBron was on the G. What happened? Yeah. Not Ex- exactly. Game. That's exactly what I'm saying. So, like, Brian's going to put up. Isaiah Thomas in the G League yeah. put up 81 points, Sam. Isaiah Thomas. Yeah, yeah. not that Isaiah, Isaiah Thomas, Thomas. The other one. Yeah. Yes, exactly. 81 points in a game. Oh, you no, tell me the Brian's not going to put up like 200, right? Give them right? a cred. But I, I, that's why I started by saying MLS. No, I'm giving them cred, but I'm not going to give them the cred of who they just went against. It's It's just – it's elite. It's it's child's play for this man, um, but he, I'm really curious to see what he does for the remainder of the time with the team because that's going to really be like, well, did he just leave because he's going to be closer to his home? Which my sister just left Argentina, by the way, which she said is beautiful. Um, because I really still feel he can play overseas. I 100% still feel he can play for PSG right now. If he wanted to. Um, but with that said, Sam, it got me thinking. I sent you something uh, shortly after that happened. Uh, I was just perusing as I become a big fan of football. Uh, but I saw this thing that popped up and it said after 1000 games and it showed Ronaldo and it showed Messi. And it's been an argument for years of who's the better player. And I always sided with Messi. And for the longest Number-wise, Ronaldo was better. But I think Messi just edged him by winning that World Cup. This is my opinion. I'm curious to hear what Sam has to say. But after 1,000 games, Ronaldo had 725 goals, where Messi had 789. Ronaldo had 216 assists, where Messi had 348. So, Sam, I ask you this question, which... There is no right or wrong answer. To be clear, people, these this is there's no right or wrong answer. What you choose is your answer. But who is the GOAT, Sam? And I'm excluding because there's going to be the 
the football aficionados right. are going to say, well, what about Pele and Maradona? And okay, I'm talk not talking about those greats. They're 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 immortal. They're exactly yeah. they're yeah. they're on the, the Mount Rushmore of there. I'm talking about the goats of this era, and it's these two because we got to see them. So, yeah, I mean, who do you have, Sam? It's an interesting conversation for me because I I know you've gotten more into the game as the last couple of years have have gone on, and I'll I'll watch you know the World mm-hmm. Cup stuff. I'll watch some of the bigger moments, but I'm not sitting there on a Saturday morning like you are watching you know all the the Euro leagues there. But that's fair. So I always thought it was Ronaldo, and I knew Messi was really good. Like I knew he was right there and when we started talking about this over the weekend and we wanted to talk about it today i kind of just dove into it and just from an efficiency from numbers wise it's i'm really impressed that like messi's just so you know just seems like a better statistical player um just looking at it and you know i I found some different sites and some different numbers to break it down and so i guess all-time career let's take out what Messi just did over the weekend and what Ronaldo's doing in with the in Saudi Arabia now Messi's scoring 100 um every a goal every 105 minutes and Ronaldo is about 113 minutes um 73 minutes for a goal contribution so I'd have to imagine that's an assist or a goal and Ronaldo's at 88 minutes I mean it's it's pretty close there but um I just think he's Messi's been able to do it in 121 less appearances and have more goals than him all time and more assists. Like that's just wild. And and yeah, the World Cup that's that's a huge deal. And I know he's performed better in the World Cup too compared to Ronaldo. Has a couple more games there, but ten goals, five five assists, and Ronaldo Ronaldo's eight goals and one assist. So. I mean, yeah, there's no right or wrong answer. Ronaldo's a couple years older. I think he's 38, right? Um, Messi's 36, but you have to imagine Messi's probably going to be playing at you know to catch up to that time after Ronaldo's gone. If you know, who knows now? Because what they're both playing in weird situations, right? They're not at the, you know, they they could still be yeah 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 in competitive more competitive leagues, but once in I don't know anything about this Saudi league that Ronaldo is in. Clearly, I know the MLS, and I know that the the big talent plays overseas. So it's kind of in the twilight, if you will, yes. their careers. Um, it's uh, the MLS essentially is is where the elite yeah. players come to retire. Like they still want to get a check, and they know they're going to get a check because they're coming to play on on U.S. soil, and they know that. Uh, the U.S. consumer, especially now that it's it's evolving and getting bigger, uh, and more more uh, people from North America are investing uh, their time and money into European soccer. Uh, it, it's go, you're gonna get more of these guys to come over there. I mean, it's not like it's the first. You had Beckham, you had Thierry Henry, you you, you know you had these names that have come over uh, previously that have graced uh, the MLS. But they're they're not the same. That's to my point. Messi can still play with PSG. He decided not to. He could. Uh, Ronaldo, to your point, he's he is a little bit older, but I think he he is on more of a decline right now than he is. I just know that to me, it was always 
these two are neck and neck. And when people would make the argument, it was it was always like, okay, well, either way you go, I can see you being right and I can see you being wrong, right? Either way. So it's it was fine for me. Like in people's argument, it was like, if that's one, that's one A, right? They're, they're not that far apart. But once Messi, it, to me, it was always the divider would be whoever wins a World Cup if they win a World Cup. And Messi was able to do that. And I'm not just saying that, yes, obviously it's a team effort, but if you watch the World Cup and you saw what Messi did in that game and he stepped up, whereas I've watched Ronaldo several, several times where he is the guy, was the guy of Portugal, um, and and it kind of faltered. It didn't really pan out. Uh, that that to me is like the the biggest judge. That's the biggest stage period in sports, Sam. Like I, if we watch football, we watch basketball, we watch baseball, basketball. Wow. Uh, even though that's what baseball has actually turned into is basketball. Um, <laughs> we we watch these sports here in this country, and I still don't think people on this side of the world understand unless you you've come from the other side of the world, understand the magnitude of playing in a world cup and how many millions and essentially probably billions of people are watching the world cup because soccer, excuse me, football is the biggest sport in the world. So I, I, it's, it's messy for me, but it's not too far. Yeah. It's not too far. That's why I pulled up the world cup stats because like anything, I mean, ultimately we, in America, judge athletes with championships, right? Jordan will forever be six and zero in the finals. Yep. It's not; a, it's a team sport. He, of course, had a really good team around him, and he needed them. Uh, but you know, he has six. I'm, but LeBron's been to what ten finals in a row. I mean, that's I can't win them all, yeah. but I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I guess you could win them all, as as I just mentioned, Jordan. But like. <laughs> that's still a hell of an accomplishment and and some of these teams that lebron is, dragged to the finals so it's it's the same it, that's that's why i pulled up the yeah that's why i pulled up the world cup stuff just because yeah messi's performance last year in the world cup was like you know just legend legendary and phenomenal and clearly it's you know I, it's just interesting that you know, I can understand like taking the money. I I don't think the MLS deal was crazy lucrative, though, right? I know he probably has. Was it? It, but was, it, it was. It was like, Was it in comparison? Yeah, because he's got he's got oh, steak okay. in Apple. I didn't know that. He's got steak in Apple. He's got steak into the actual team. So it's it's super lucrative for him. It's because of what the viewership is. So the way that the contract panned out is obviously more people are going to watch MLS because Messi yeah. is a huge star. And it's North America. He's from Argentina. He's a part of North America. Uh, I mean, the the Americas, excuse me, the Americas is what I mean Um, in general, right? So this is is his region. This is his world. It's going to make it easier for his fans to essentially get from Argentina to there instead of, you know, crossing over, going to the pond, crossing over the pond. But I, I think it just makes way more sense. And there's a lot of... Uh, Argentinian, Argentinian uh, fans that are here on, on day. Yeah, I, yeah, I just fans, thought so. he would be getting, yeah. he probably could have gotten more at PSG or like Ronaldo got, you know, of he billions could've. of dollars. Um, but yeah, Apple owns the rights to the MLS and, uh, you know, to have equity in that, it's got to be, uh, that's not, not too bad there. Again. Yeah, no, let's, let's talk about his counterpart in the World Cup 
And it starts there off of, do you care? Ah, <sighs> So we just talked about Saudi Arabia with Ronaldo. We talked about the World Cup with Messi. Uh, but we're now going to talk about Mbappe, who can be the greatest footballer ever and is really well on his way to doing that because uh, he's going to break the World Cup scoring record probably in the next World Cup, like for the most goals in World Cup history because uh, he's just that filthy. But Saudi Arabian club uh, Al-Hilal is, has offered Mbappe $1.1 billion. $1.1 billion. $1.1 billion. No, I'm not. This is not skipping. I'm just making sure that it's very, very clear that you guys understand this to play one year for their club. Uh, the transfer fee for to PSG would be three hundred and thirty-two million, and his salary would be seven hundred and seventy-six million dollars, which equates to sixty-four million dollars a month, fourteen point seven million dollars a week, eight hundred eighty thousand. I mean, eighty thousand, eighty-eight thousand dollars an hour, and twenty-four dollars per second. <laughs> Sam, <laughs> do I don't you really care? care about Saudi Arabian <laughs> um, soccer, so no. Yes, but I fair. mean, this is—it's hard to, you know, say that being a sports fan that, and I certainly know who Mbappe is, and I just did not realize that he's only twenty-four years old, which is wild. But so yes, it's a billion dollar, <laughs> over a billion dollars, but the transfer fee is three thirty-two, and he would get the rest. So it's not a yes. billion dollars. Yes. But Correct. they need to pay they just, yeah. it's The deal is 1.1. The deal in general, like the Saudi club is playing, paying 1.1 billion, but he's not getting all 1.1 billion because they have to pay the transfer. So fee. is this, so. this is, this is offered, yeah. but he's still, is he still with PSG? Is there like a contract or? He has to, he has to agree on the transfer. It's going to be a mutual thing. And it's basically like he's going to be out for it would just technically be out for loan because, I mean, there's transfer and loan are, are close. Like loan is like you you're sent out to another team on loan. Uh, most times you're you'll basically be there going forward. Um, and that happens if a player is like not too happy and kind of seeing out there and and another team that may may be on the verge of winning will will try to do this or need something, so they'll do that. Transfer is, if I remember correctly, is just flat out like giving him there, but it's just a one year deal, so it feels like more of a loan, especially being there. Um, but also, Messi just left PSG, and um, what's his name? I think is leaving too, Neymar. So that mean they're they're the three players that are there, which is also insane to have Neymar, Messi, and, and Mbappe on the same team. Like it's just overkill. You don't need all that, but here we are. Um, but yeah, I think that's just wild. Just just that uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo wrote. He he wrote to he tweeted. He said, "I look like Mbappe." <laughs> he said, "You you can pay me that." Uh, I mean, but they uh, somebody already photoshopped his that's face. Fine onto Mbappe's body, which is absolutely hilarious. Um, so, yeah, you know, just let's just. I, so Dame sent this to me and Harrison and I looked at it and he was like, well, what? Like, what do you guys think? Like, if, if money's like everything too, like, I can see you 
you taking this and doing this. It was like, but he makes a lot of money already. Like he makes a ton of money already and he's going to make probably a billion dollars by the time his career is over just because he's that talented and he's going to keep getting crazy monies and his endorsement deal with Nike as well. I don't know what he does. I, I care, Sam. I care because it's it's just ridiculous amount of money, but also because Mbappe is my favorite player because I've started watching and this is like the guy and I love that he's that young and that talented and is always so humble every time you hear him talk. So I, I hope the young man does whatever he feels best for him. I know going to that league in his prime yeah. is the part that bothers me. Like because you're going to play against lesser talent when you're playing in PSG, you're playing against premier talent. So I, I, I don't, I don't know what he does here. I'm curious. Yeah, I mean, I, I do care, care. For the, the money. I'd, yeah, I totally agree with you. I'd hate to see you know, twenty four year old in you know the face of the face of European soccer of football, like you know, not playing at the highest level possible, but. I certainly understand it. I mean, I'm never going to stop someone from getting the, getting the money. And certainly we've covered, you know, the Saudi money and all of that extensively on this podcast. But, you know, yeah, yeah. do you? I mean, the yes. sun's going to blow up in Many five billion years. So, like, does it really even matter? <laughs> Just kidding. I'm not kidding. It's actually going to happen, but I'm not worried about it. Yeah. That, that got morbid real Get quick, money, but man. thank you. <laughs> No, it's <laughs> uh, do you care though? Uh, uh, Women's World Cup is um, is underway, or is it? Is this the like? Yeah, the the first. It's underway. The first round it's here, if you will. What's it called? Um, yeah, the uh, mm-hmm. USA they beat Vietnam three 0 Match the first. That term first you're looking group. for yes, is that's the first it. group. It's been a long day. The first man, group. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. Hey, United States <laughs> women beat Vietnam three 0 um, over the weekend. I did not watch, but I do. Mm-hmm. I do make it a point to to watch World Cup games, and especially do like this women's team a lot. And um, so I know a lot. I know a lot of the talent on this team. Did not watch. Did you watch? I did, um, and I felt kind of old because there's yeah. uh, a lot of newer uh, young ladies on the team that I have not watched uh, them play and uh, since since the last World Cup. I know it's uh, Megan Rapinoe's retiring. Um, she This will be her last World Cup, uh, which makes sense. She's going to ride off into the sunset with, with her wife, Sue Bird. Uh, it's such a crazy, legendary couple. And like, it's just trophies. And yeah, 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 wild, wild. Uh, but... Yeah, they 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 look good. Um, they they're definitely going to have a test against the Netherlands. But uh, women's soccer has USA women's soccer has been a powerhouse. Uh, the team that I'm always concerned about them playing against is Japan because they're also okay. a powerhouse. Um, Japan and China. So I, I will. The Netherlands is not going to be a, a pushover, but next game, July twenty sixth. I I. That's that's gonna be uh pretty pretty fun to watch. So I think that game is at what eight p.m. I I remember correctly what it was, but yeah, definitely definitely looking forward to that. So I do care about it. I I, I don't like that yeah. there's not enough coverage about on this right now, which is shocking because women's women's soccer used to get a lot of coverage, and I just so happened to like look at my phone and was like, yeah, uh, 
women's soccer playing against Vietnam. And I was like, wait, is this really the start of the World Cup? I was like, why has this not been talked about more? This is normally a lot of sponsorships uh, all over the place. So I, I will do my due diligence here and share with you guys. Yeah, especially that the World Cup the, is on. The so you women should watch. are, you know, embarking on their third straight mm-hmm. World Cup gold. Like that's that's never yep. been done, right? Uh, you know that and historically, I don't know mm-hmm. if it's ever been done. It seems like a really big deal. I don't regardless. think regardless. No. Uh, so hopefully, as you know, hopefully we keep winning, and the uh, intensity and the um, promotion and and buzz gets louder and bigger because um, definitely, definitely should be. Uh, speaking of buzz, though, in yes. New York, Drake is, did he wrap up his historic week here? He played seven shows between Barclays and MSG over the last week, I believe. And uh, yesterday, the Yankees played during the day and walking out walking out to hit the stage what, alongside Drake was Air Judge. And John Carlos, John Carlos Stanton, uh, before the MSG show. That's pretty awesome. It made me think. I mean, it's not really a do you care, but more of a question. Who would you want to walk alongside <laughs> to hit the stage like that? If you were on that level of, you know, two of the biggest power hitters in baseball. But not that's Drake. why I'm asking the question. Not Drake. <laughs> Uh, well, I just want to make that very, very clear for the listeners. Definitely not Drake. Um, yeah, Hove, it's Hove. Uh, Hove, um, uh, Kendrick, Lupe, a Tribe Called Quest, Wu Tang, Nas. And right now, like out of a young person to, to younger. ASAP Rocky and Tyler the Creator. Easily. Absolutely easily. Well, that's definitely a legendary list. I approve. Thank you. Thank I you. Approve. Who, I think who would be for yeah, you? I think Hove would be for me. Um I haven't liked Drake in like a while. It's it's been a while. Um okay. but respect. Jake Cole, uh Kedrick. Okay. That would be cool. Cool vibes. And on the rock side, there's a ton of bands that ton of bands that i love there i won't um probably too hard to think but i just thought it was it was cool to see them there and more importantly too aaron judge took a a simulated game sunday morning at yankee stadium and didn't look like he was favoring his foot his toe at all good Uh, so he may need some rehab starts but who knows uh yankees play the the um the team across the the city starting tomorrow with the mets so who knows uh but definitely good to see him out there. And uh, everyone looks small when you're standing next to Stanton and, and Judge there. Yeah, so, of course. Of course. Uh, did, you, did you hear this? Anthony Rizzo changed his walk-up music to Taylor Swift. Ready for it? He went four for four with a home run. He hasn't homered since May 20th. <laughs> Coincidentally, went to a Hudson Valley Renegades game yesterday, and my wife was wearing an Anthony Rizzo Yankee shirt. So was it Taylor Swift or was it my wife? Your wife, because I will never give Taylor Swift any credit. So there's that. <laughs> that's, that's just Rizzo it. said right. it's her summer. She's helping the economy in every city she goes. I hey. mean, she she is. That is true. But she's also having people mortgage off 
<laughs> their lives to get tickets for it. So uh, loans on loans for Taylor right now. So, yeah. Same for Drake, though. Can't can't let yeah. him get past. Same for Drake, too. Tickets prices are ridiculous. Culture vultures, man. Anything that's hot. You got to mortgage your life <laughs> off for it. Nike. I'm good. All I'm that good. stuff. Hey, last one to end the show here. I didn't even know this till this morning. Hey, did you know the Hall of Fame inductions for Cooperstown was was yesterday? Nope. Yeah, me neither. Scott Rowland and Fred McGriff into the Hall of Fame. I think you could argue that neither of them should be in the Hall of Fame. Probably <laughs> McGriff more than Rowland. I, but hey, that's I that's that's where we're at in Major League Baseball right now. So <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Just want to end it there. Um, I wish I knew, but probably wouldn't have watched it anyway. So that's it. Hayes, uh, we're wrapping up now. What are you looking forward to this week? Uh, World Cup. There you go. Fights. That's that's really, really it. And and to obviously enjoy some some well needed time to decompress. That's it. How about yourself? Same. I'll just Love say that. same. Love that. Uh, some throw some baseball in there and uh, I'd like to see Oppenheimer at some point, too. I would as well. I would as well. Make it happen. I'm telling you right now. There's a double feature at the drive-through with Barbie. I'm unfortunately going to be watching Barbie too. So I would see Barbie. I w- sure. Why not? I don't care to see it, but I know it's going to happen because of my lady. So I'm just already just chalking gotta, up as hell. There's it. Got to do. Got to do what there's you got to do, man. Yeah. There's yeah. worse things, I guess. There, there is definitely worse things for sure. Would I, rather I watch Barbie fiance. than the Notebook. You know. I mean, I watched Notebook. Yeah, I, 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 I said I'd watch it. Time. I'd watch it over like 90 Day Fiance or any of those stupid shows. Yeah, to yeah. Me, but whatever. Oh, totally. Housewives <sighs> yeah. or whatever. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm all over. That. Yeah. I'm good no, on all Yep. So that's our pod. Again, thanks so much for listening. And please uh, leave a review. Tell your friends. Follow us on Instagram on the uh, threads as well. At Chasing Points Podcast. For Brandon, I'm Sam. Thanks so much for listening. We're uh, got a little bit of a sporadic schedule headed into august here uh so we'll be popping in and out but we will be ready to go near the end of august for an exciting football season and everything else that that comes along with the fall here so we already have the plans in place there so thanks for your understanding as as summer rolls on so again for brandon i'm sam thanks so much for listening till next time peace i just want to let you guys know uh some of you may not indulge in snacks and i do every once in a while i have a sweet tooth uh normally my go-to is for those that live in the northeast uh more specifically around sam and i stewart's to get some stewart's ice cream because it's the best ice cream period but uh i just want to let you guys know that there is a reese's cup out there right now that has reese's puffs inside of it and when i tell you that is one of the most delightful bites that you will have in your life. Just go to just go to your dollar store. I'm I'm telling you right now, they have the individual cup. You can try it that way. You're only going to spend a dollar oh eight. Big cup. It's 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 a like it's a little bit bigger than their original cup. Like it's not okay. too much bigger, but it's just that that Reese's puff, the airy Reese's puff inside of it, that crunch, but still the peanut butter, still the chocolate. All that consistency still there with just that little extra crunch to it. <sighs> yeah, I might have to drive there after this. Goodbye, guys. I got to go fix my sweet tooth. Goodbye. Send us some Reese's chocolate nope. people. Hershey's. Yes, please give us the tour. Thank you. We appreciate you.